1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. ctmobile.com
3: This hour is brought to you by Greensite Services. Time now for The
0: Brian Barrett Show on EEI. There was a lot of overlap in your playing career with New England being great because they've been great for a long you time. You beat
1: my butt a lot. Look,
0: they had, they had, what, one brief moment a year ago where, where yeah. okay, not great. What's the reaction in the conversation around the locker rooms? The muttering that has to be going on that this retooled group, that is particularly on the defensive side with this yeah. rookie quarterback, has got this seven game winning streak?
1: Well, you know what it is? It's that Bill Belichick is the GOAT. Bill Belichick is the greatest of all time. That he understands how to build football teams in his likeness and image. You know, the only other person they talked about building things in his likeness and image—it yeah. was in the Bible. and It was, was God. Say-
4: Just two quick things for me, and then I'm gonna turn it over <laughs> to our order. <laughs> That's why we practice in this.
3: Year. All right, welcome in. Well, the first voice you heard was Scott Van Pelt talking to Ryan Clark on SportsCenter. And then, of course, that was Bill Belichick saying this is why we practice in this bleep. I do really, and not to sound corny, but I do really like how the Patriots tweet that out the locker room after the game. I really enjoy that. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. What were your biggest takeaways from the win last night? So a lot on the table with that one. Does this mean that Bill Belichick, if he wasn't back already, he's officially back? What did you make of the Bills falling just all over themselves? What an absolute disaster that was. We'll get into that in greater detail. And are you concerned at all that Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels only had Mac Jones throw the ball three times in that game? 617-779-7937 is the number. So, first, let's address Ryan Clark. He said the only other person <laughs> the only that built something in their likeness was God. Okay, Ryan. Uh, I mean, let's take it easy just a little bit here in terms of comparing Bill Belichick to God. Now, maybe he's some version of that in the football sense, but, I mean, that was a little over the top last night. I get it, like, after the game, and you're coming on SportsCenter. You got a big hit on SportsCenter. You want to be entertaining. You want to have a big take and all that, but come on. Let's be easy with the comparisons. As great as Belichick is, I mean, come on. Let's slow down a little bit there. But, anyway, I want to get to this because it really, to me, is the most satisfying win that the Patriots as an organization have had since they beat the Chiefs in the AFC championship game. Now, I know that they beat the Rams in the Super Bowl, but I never really felt like they were going to lose to the Rams. And I know that's the ultimate crowning achievement, right? Winning the Super Bowl. But I felt like after they beat Pat Mahomes in the AFC title game, it was done. It was blouses. It was over. There was no way the Patriots are going to beat the Chiefs and then lose to the Rams. I mean... You think Sean McVay was going to beat Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl? I mean, give me a break. We all saw McVay before the game, like, praising Belichick up and down. But just getting back to it, just how the Patriots did that, right? They were underdogs in that game. They went into Kansas City, and the defense was dominant in the first half. It was all about the defense in the first half and the running game and eating up the clock, et cetera. And then in overtime, Brady was so great converting all those third and tens. I mean, it was just an unbelievable win. It was the last great win of the Brady era, and I know that they beat the Rams, and like that's somewhat of a great win, but nonetheless, it was a boring game. That Super Bowl sucked. I mean, as great as it was for the Patriots to win their sixth Super Bowl, the game wasn't entertaining. That Chiefs game was unbelievable. That was Brady sending a message to, of course, Pat Mahomes that, no, I still run this thing, right? Last night was kind of the biggest win of this Belichick reboot, if you will. Where, okay, he's got his rookie quarterback, and we'll get to him in greater detail as the night goes on. But he's got all these free agents he brought in. He had the great draft, and it's against your division rival. It was almost like this message that the Patriots, not just Belichick, the entire team, and as an organization, they sort of sent a message to the Bills, like, daddy's home. Yeah, we were away for a year. We had one down year. But daddy's home. We're back. And you guys are going to have to climb the mountain to try to beat us. We still run the division, and you're trying to get here. And I just think about this. And believe me, I'll get into some of the details in the game. But I just think about this as like a bigger, broader topic with the Bills in general as you juxtapose them to the Patriots. Think about how bad of a loss this is for the Bills. Not because the Patriots aren't good. They're a very good team. They're top of the AFC. They're incredible. I've been telling you all year how good this Patriots team is. But anyway, just getting back to the Bills angle and all this. You had one year running the division. You came into the season, Josh Allen was top five and MVP odds. The Bills were one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. You can't handle prosperity after one year. You win the division for one year, and this is how you respond the following season. You have a home game on Monday Night Football, and you get outplayed in every way, shape, and form in that game. And the other thing I would point out in terms of what was embarrassing And emasculating for the Bills, 46 rush attempts, 222 yards. You heard Mutt pointed out, 32 runs in a row. The Patriots ran the ball 32 times in a row. And there's nothing the Bills could do about it. And I do contend, and maybe this is a little bit too much of a conspiracy theory for you, but I believe Bill really gets off on this crap. Where it got to a certain point in the game where Bill realized, okay, They're not going to score on us. If they get into the red zone, they are not scoring on us. I know exactly what they're going to do. So I'm just not going to throw the ball anymore. It kind of felt like, okay, Bill's going for the history of all this because they made history last night. Okay, if you look at it in terms of what they did last night compared to other teams in the NFL, historically. So the Patriots in the game last night. Mac Jones, has three pass attempts. By the way, two of three. So, completion percentage is pretty good last night for Mac. It was the fewest pass attempts in any game since 1974. History of the game. Who loves the history of the game, Bill? It was also the fewest passes by a winning team in the last 30 seasons. 30 seasons. So, fewest pass attempts since 1974 and fewest passes by a winning team in the last 30 seasons. It just... It's one of those things that makes the victory for the Patriots and the win just so much more satisfying that you did it in this manner and that Belichick was playing games with Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott is a loose cannon over there on the sideline. I mean, the guy's an absolute buffoon. How about – and look, I'm not trying to take away what he built in Buffalo. Like, they obviously have a good program there. They have a pretty good team. But sometimes it feels like you take on the personality of your head coach. We've heard that before. And if you look at Bill, very calm on the sidelines. He's got his pencil. He's writing things down. He's under control. He has composure. And you look at McDermott, the guy's like losing his mind. You know what he looks like to be on the sideline? He looks like a college strength coach. The guy has got to calm down. And just some of the decisions the guy made last night. First of all, you cannot challenge the Mac Jones spot. Now, truthfully, I believe that Mac Jones did not get that first down. But you knew that there was no way on video evidence you were going to be able to overturn that. You couldn't even see Mac. You could not see him. And all this stuff that Sean McDermott did last night in terms of, okay, well, let's figure out what we're going to do here on second and goal in the fourth quarter. After I already burnt a timeout for a stupid challenge, I'm going to burn another timeout for what reason? This is the stuff that the Patriots don't do. These are the mistakes that the Patriots don't make. And Sean McDermott made him time after time after time again. And it just felt like what was happening last night was just the Patriots demoralizing the Bills. Think about it. They are basically telling you exactly what they're going to do on every play. We are going to run, and you're going to have to stop us. And they couldn't stop them, And they sold out to stop them in terms of the run. That was one of the question marks I had coming into the night was, hey, well, you think the Bills will actually change up what they do? Because ordinarily, they don't change. I mean, I referenced a stat last week, not really a stat, just sort of a strategical thing with the Bills. If you look at the Derrick Henry game where Henry ran all over them, they only had eight-man boxes 5% of the time. Against Jonathan Taylor and the Colts, they only had eight-man boxes 3% of the time, 3.1 to be exact. You look at last night, the Bills showed... Ramondre Stevenson, at least eight-man boxes. Some of the times you had nine, ten-man boxes, 70.8% of the time he was facing at least eight men in the box. Stevenson runs for 78 yards. Harris, eight-man in the box, 60% of the time. This is via next-gen stats, by the way. Ten for 111. Of course, he had the big one, but that counts. So, when you look at it, they were selling out to stop the run and they still couldn't stop run. Now, I get it in terms of the efficiency. The numbers aren't great, right, especially for Stevenson, 3.3 yards per carry. But the Bills were not able to just get the Pats off the field. You look at it in terms of time of possession, exactly what Bill wanted. The Pats had the ball for 32 minutes and one second. Bills, 27, 27 minutes and 59 seconds. And here's the other thing I would allude to. Where the Patriots are just so much smarter than Buffalo, and we saw this on display last night. The Patriots, we've seen this throughout the years where they can basically morph into whatever type of team they want to be. This is what made the Patriots so great during the Brady era, is they can change from being a team that, okay, one week we're just going to throw. And really, if you look at the Tennessee game, they threw the ball pretty much the whole first half, and then the running game opened up a little bit in the second half of the game. But nonetheless, just getting back to the original point, we've seen this all the time with the Patriots. They will morph defensively. They will change things up schematically. On a week-to-week basis based on the opponent. But the other thing the Patriots will do compared to what some other teams won't do and what we didn't see a team like Buffalo did do last night, they will adapt to the conditions. Buffalo didn't adapt to the conditions. The Patriots did. So just to put some context on that, next-gen stats, they chart all this stuff. So the Patriots under center rate last night, 93%. Highest since 2016. Mac was basically not in the gun. They did not want to mess around with the ball at all in terms of snapping it, in terms of they didn't use any tosses in this game. They were very careful with ball security. And we saw the Bills screw up in terms of the ball security with the fumble that Brita had. Okay, six plus O line personnel rate 61% last night. The highest since 2016, since next gen stats started charting all this. They ran the ball, as we all know, on 94% of their plays. The highest run rate in a game this millennium. Okay, so the Patriots adapted not only to the opposition, like we've seen them do so many times in the past. They adapted to the weather. They adapted to the elements. The Bills didn't. You look at Buffalo in this game. 36.6 pass attempts per game. Josh Allen average coming into this one. He was at thirty last night, so yeah, a little below his average. But they had less possessions because of the fact the Patriots had the ball for four more minutes. He ran six times for th- six times rather for thirty nine yards. One of those was the twenty one yard run. He's averaging six point two rush attempts per game, so he was actually below his average. And this is what I just cannot understand, and this is what makes the Patriots way better than the Bills from an organizational standpoint and from a schematic standpoint. How do you not in a game last night where? The most dangerous thing that Josh Allen could have done last night was his ability to run the football. And Brian Dayball, Sean McDermott, whoever else you want to put in terms of the Bills hierarchy, they didn't dig into that at all. And the other thing I would point out with them is they kept running it up the middle. You cannot run up the middle against the Patriots. You have to get out on the perimeter. That's what you need to do. And they didn't do that at all with Josh Allen. Josh Allen has given the Patriots trouble in the past in terms of his ability to run the football, and the Bills don't dig into any of that last night. Quite frankly, from my perspective, that is flat-out embarrassing. So we saw the Patriots completely change their game plan from what they did against Tennessee, A, because of the opponent, and B, and more importantly, B would be more important, so I guess I should have put that as A, but B, because of the weather conditions. The Bills didn't do it. And here's another reason we know that the Bills didn't do it. Just think about it from this perspective. First half of the game, the Bills defer their decision to the second half. Okay, so fine. The Patriots end up getting the ball in the first half. Then they come at a halftime, okay? When we already watched the first half, and they should have known before the game. We watched the first half of the game. The wind was absolutely insane. So if you're the Bills, what's more important in the second half? Getting the ball to begin the half? Or getting the wind at your back in the fourth quarter? If you ask me, it's pretty damn simple. It's getting the wind at your back in the fourth quarter. And remember, Josh Allen would have had the ability in that fourth quarter when he's trying to make those game-winning drives, two of them in a row that we saw stall when they got into the red zone. And we'll get into the red zone defense, which is great for the Patriots. The red zone offense for the Bills is an absolute debacle. But nonetheless, you would have at least had the wind at your back. And Josh Allen made some nice throws actually throwing into the wind, but it would have been much easier for him in the fourth quarter. And I would just ask this question. Do you think Bill would have made the same decision Sean McDermott did? Absolutely not. He's aware of everything that's going on in the field. He's aware of all the conditions. He's aware of the opponent. Sean McDermott was overmatched. And this was supposed to be, like, the best coach-quarterback combination that Bill Belichick has dealt with in the division, right? I mean, if you really look at it, I know Rex Ryan was here for a little bit. He had some success, but, I mean, he had Mark Sanchez. You haven't really had a – Sabin was here, but he didn't really have a great quarterback at that time. Remember, they screwed up the whole Drew Brees, Dante Culpepper thing because – Actually, Danny Connell, the guy that used to work for ESPN, he's at CBS now. His dad was actually the guy that said, yeah, you don't want to sign Drew Brees because of the labor thing. But nonetheless, it ended up working out poorly for Saban. He goes to Alabama. That's worked out really well. But Saban, I mean, his teams were good with the Dolphins. They were competitive. I know one year they were under five hundred, but that was a competitive team that Saban had. But nonetheless, you get the point. There hasn't really been this great quarterback, great coach combo. This was supposed to be it. And what we saw last night, yeah, Josh Allen at this particular point in time, He's a better quarterback than Mac, okay? But, and look, Mac may change that in a couple of years or so. And it actually became a question over the past couple of weeks, especially as we were getting ready for the game. But what we saw last night is now that Bill has a legitimate NFL team again, which he didn't last year, and we can get into, well, was it Bill's fault? Whatever. I'm not going back in history. I'm just telling you, he didn't have a legit NFL team last year. He has a legit roster this year. So when both teams had a legit roster, and you can even make the argument that the Bills are a little bit more talented, What we saw last night, the gap between Bill and Sean McDermott is much greater than the gap between Josh Allen and Mac Jones. That wasn't even close last night. If I was a Bills fan, I would be completely embarrassed for what happened to my team last night and the fact that the Bills and the Bills mafia were getting so arrogant and were getting so cocky. They thought they were going to run this division for the next decade or so. And the Patriots took a year off. And here they are. They're sitting at 9-4. and four. They're the favorites to win the Super Bowl out of the AFC. They're clearly, now look, they get tough games coming up. They get Indy. And obviously, next time they play the Bills, things are going to be totally different in terms of the weather conditions at Gillette compared to that Buffalo game. But you're looking up at the Patriots again. And Brady is not here anymore. And the Patriots are like, yeah, daddy's home. The Bills embarrass themselves somebody night football. There's no way around it. And quite frankly, I don't even really blame Josh Allen that much. I feel like Josh Allen actually threw the ball relatively well last night. I blame the coaching staff. How do you not dig into his ability to run? That was an absolute joke. How do you not factor the wind into the game if you're Sean McDermott? That guy's an absolute ass clown. Oh, and by the way, here's what Sean McDermott had to say after the game about Bill Belichick. How
2: would you just explain the the psychological component of Coaching against
0: Bill Belichick, especially when he's doing something like that,
5: just running the ball constantly. Yeah, it's not the. Let's not give more credit than we need to give credit to Bill Belichick in this one. It was, um, whether it's Bill or anybody else, they beat us, right? But you sit here and you tell me when they start with the average starting, when we start with the average starting field position of the 40 yard line and he starts with the 23 yard line, kind of rounding up in both cases, and we were one for four in the red zone and they're 0 for one in the red zone. You give me that ahead of time, I'm so saying I like my chances. I like my chances. So it's not, I don't think, with all due respect, it's not a Bill Belichick type thing. It's what do you do with the opportunities you got? What do you doing with the opportunities you got? We turn the ball over at the plus 30-some yard line. Sloppy football.
3: This guy is a complete ass clown. There is no way around it. (laughs) You won't give Bill credit for it. Let's not give Bill Belichick too much credit. Oh, you mean because you got your ass out coach last night? You mean because you didn't factor in the elements? You mean because you have a quarterback that's six foot five, what like two hundred and thirty five, two hundred pi- forty pounds? He's a beast running the football. You didn't go into that whatsoever. You mean because you had a dumb challenge? You mean because you burned a timeout on second and goal? Is that what you're talking about? Is it because you sold out to stop the run? You still couldn't stop to run. Is that what you're talking about? Because there's no way around it. You got out coached last night. And if that happened to Bill, which it would, never would happen to Bill, but when the Patriots have had bad losses, what does Bill do? We got out coached. We got outplayed. This dude can't even. This is how much Belichick is in Sean McDermott's head. He can't even admit. He can't admit that Bill outcoached him. He can't even acknowledge it. You got embarrassed on national TV. We saw something happen that hasn't happened since 1974. That happened to your team last night. Think about how arrogant that was by Bill. Said, you know what? I mean, we probably should throw the ball, but I'm good with three. I'm just going to rub it in their face even more. Like even if we get a three and out, you know what? You guys aren't scoring on me. That was just complete arrogance from Belichick. Completely arrogant, and the Bills could do nothing about it. That's why I say, getting back to my original point, how I started this all off. That's the most satisfying win since the Chiefs game, because I never felt. And maybe you guys differed, or were different than me watching the game. After the Patriots went up eight nothing, after they went up eight nothing, I was watching the game with my family. Said, it's over. They're not going to lose. They're up 8 nothing, And that was another thing that Bill did. And, look, you can say, well, Nick Folk said after the game that basically 10 yards, if it was 10 yards and out, they weren't going to kick the field goal. Okay. Or the PAT, whatever. Fine. But the Patriots acknowledged that prior to the game. That was their game plan. And so by getting that two-point conversion, they had the Bills chasing all night. Think about the fourth quarter. Bills could have tied the game up with a field goal if the Patriots didn't go for two. I mean, it's just something they got way ahead of. And it's something that Bill actually factored in, and Sean McDermott didn't. But you don't want to give Bill too much credit, according to Sean McDermott. Fair enough, Sean. 617 779 is the number. What did you make of the win last night? Is this now the Patriots division again going forward? And if you want to weigh in on Sean McDermott, what the hell was he doing? That's on the table. And also this, and I'll get into this in greater detail. Was Mac Jones only attempting three passes and indictment on Mac? I don't think so. I'll tell you why in just a little bit. Let's get to Chris to start the night off in Tuscaloosa. Chris, what's up, man? You calling from Alabama?
6: Yeah. Um, So I feel like the Patriots have gotten very lucky recently with catching teams right at the right time. I mean, we're talking about playing the Falcons like Calvin Ridley, Ty- Derek Henry, Julio, or A.J. Brown. Okay, yeah, really like,
3: yeah. Nick Chubb, I get it. But what's the point, Chris? I mean, last night the Bills had all their guys.
6: Yeah, but with the win the way that it was, I wouldn't call that a real, a total real football game. Wait, I mean, hold on,
3: but Chris, shouldn't they be more equipped in it for the than the Patriots? They play there.
6: No, yeah, no, they shouldn't. I, I agree with what you said about Sean McDermott and playing on the Belichick, where Belichick completely outcoached him last night. I mean, yeah, Belichick walking the stadium wearing a navy mask, and he played the game just like <laughs> Navy football would by yeah, he running did. it a million times. Yeah, um, but I'm just the fact that I feel like our defense is, statistically it's really good, but I'm kind of getting those 2019 vibes where Why? they didn't really Why? play Why, any. I just like they haven't played any real offense. In a normal football condition, not counting the and when they did, I think I mean they gave the most uh, most yards Alchick's ever given up against the Cowboys. I mean, I feel like the fact that statistically J.C. Jackson looks like the best corner this year by a mile and a half, and the fact that if you look at the uh, the wide receivers he's faced, they have all been number two or number three guys max. So who do you want? Who do you need to see them beat, Chris? I mean, I, I think if they, if they play the Colts next um, in two weeks and they contain the run, I, I think that would— Yeah, I, Chris,
3: like, I understand where you're coming from, but I feel like everybody that is, like, anti-Patriots right now, we keep pushing the goalposts. Like, first it was like, oh, they need a quality win. They beat the Chargers. Oh, that's not good enough. Like, I, I don't understand when are people going to buy into this team that aren't bought in. Like, most of the fan base is bought in. But there's a group of people like yourself that's not bought in. So you're telling me an indie win would get you on,
6: which is week I mean, yeah, 15, I mean,
3: which is week sixteen of the season. So you got to see it until week I mean, you are, sixteen to believe in the team.
6: I mean, you are talking to someone who last week placed a parlay bet that Belichick would be coach of the year, that Mac would win rookie of the year, and I actually had um, them also winning. I'm uh, making the AFC championship game in that parlay. I mean, I do. I want to believe um, by and I do want to believe. I'm just, I thought I am more nervous than anything else with this team. Yeah,
3: but Chris, look at, I appreciate the phone call. Good stuff. And I appreciate you calling from Alabama. But who in the AFC is like this unbelievable Death Star? There's no Peyton Manning Colts or Peyton Manning Broncos or Tom Brady Patriots or even the Pat Mahomes Chiefs. Did you watch Pat Mahomes on Sunday Night Football? Their offense isn't very good right now. So the Patriots have a chance, just like a bunch of other teams in the AFC. And right now, they're sitting there, and they have the top seed. So I don't know why anybody wouldn't buy into this team yet. I I don't understand, like, the people that haven't bought in. What do you need to see? Seriously, what do you need to see from this team? Sure, they may end up in the playoffs and lose a tough game to the Chiefs. Okay, fine. Nobody's saying that the Patriots are without question going to the Super Bowl. Nobody's guaranteeing that right now. I'm not certainly not guaranteeing that right now. But I don't know how I couldn't watch the team play and not buy into them. They run the football well. They play exceptional defense. They have the best coach in the league. I think we saw the evidence of that last night. The roster is actually loaded. Okay, yeah, they don't have a bona fide number one receiver, but they have a great offensive line. Okay, so would you take that trade off? It looks like right now that trade off working for the Patriots. By the way, they're able to run the football. I mean, they just ran over the Bills last night because that offensive line is so good. All right, a lot more to get into six one seven 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 nine. 793,7 seven is a number so a lot on the table is this now the Patriots division again are the bills going to completely come undone I mean we could see changes for the bills they're playing Tampa next week we could see changes for the bills this offseason. if this re- it could go sell for them over the next couple of weeks they play Tampa and then they get the Patriots again I this is really incredible where this thing has gone and is an indictment on Mac that he only threw the ball three times last night I don't believe it was. I'll tell you why in just a little bit here on WEI.
0: TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone.
1: News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
2: clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on
7: fire. Yes,
0: and even know, podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to
1: start listening. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela. Is your reward, Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You better it all here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for walk well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com we are right back to what you want to hear more of Brian
0: Barrett on EEI so what was the decision to make both Marquez and I say inactive was it
5: just
0: weather related
5: yeah the same reason that they that they turned it over it, the same reason, same reason that they turned it over on their punt return team, I wasn't willing to do that. So I, put, I want to put a guy back there that I trusted that was going to make good decisions with the ball.
1: You be so you <laughs> That's Sean McDermott. To... You be so <laughs> this guy is such an
3: ass. He's talking about Isaiah McKenzie. And by the way, thanks to the 860 for reminding us of this. The texture from the 860 that said, don't forget about McDermott, McDermott rather buried his punt returner too. So he answered the question about why Isaiah McKenzie wasn't available for the game McKenzie rather. And the reason was he didn't want what happened to kill Harry to happen to his guy. And this is like a whole thing. The Colts actually have like a hard knocks thing and they were talking about this situation. And Isaiah McKenzie quote tweeted the coach after the game last night. This guy literally has the audacity to go up to the podium and say that. Just say we do what's in the best interest of the football team. I know we get tired of it here with the Patriots for all these years. With Belichick, he always says we do what's in the best interest of the football team. But this is why he says crap like that. This is why he doesn't give you answers. Because he doesn't want to sound like a jackass like Sean McDermott. We didn't want to happen to us what happened to them. Pointing out the kill Harry thing. Come on, man. This guy is unbelievable. Like, have some level of respect for the people that work around you. He is such an ass. seven seven nine. nine seven ninety three seven. The number. So, what did you make of the win last night? Is this now the Patriots division again? And was it an indictment that Mac only threw the ball three times last night? Let's get to Kelly. He's in Amherst. Kelly, what's up, man?
8: What's up, brother? So, yeah. First off, I agree with what you were saying. I think that game was absolutely amazing. Honestly, I've really never seen anything quite like that in my life. Uh, I also agree that the coach of the Bills. Is a total idiot. Um, he should have run Josh Allen. I was, I was going to make that call earlier, but I, I, I didn't. But I'll tell you one thing about how stupid he is real quick. I saw an interview with him uh, a couple days before the game, and he was talking about, oh, yeah, uh, Mac, and Mac's doing good. He goes, yeah, Mac's doing great. And, you know, the coach there, you know, McDaniels is doing real great, you know. He's teaching Mac, you know, just like he taught Brady. And I'm like, does he think that? Josh McDaniels has been in New England for, like, 20 years? Like, does he Oh, yeah. Kelly, that? I know what you're talking oh, he about. He's, Super Bowl he said, rings before yeah. He met? Kelly, I know what Josh you're talking about. Like, is he that stupid? Like, yeah. any yeah. creator would know that. You know, I know what I mean? So yeah, I he said,
3: was, yeah, you're right. He said, like, he's developing another young quarterback. Who was he referring to? Maybe Jimmy? I but, I mean, I mean, it's not like Jimmy's this all-world quarterback. <laughs> that really was a dumb thing he said.
8: It was. It was real, real stupid. But, no, I got to say one thing, though. I'm kind of with the gentleman from Alabama. I don't think that game really proved anything in terms of the Pats versus the Bills. I'll make a a different sports analogy here. That game reminded me of when Floyd Mayweather fought Conor McGregor, and he fought Conor McGregor as a boxer. And it's like to get all excited about that afterwards and be like, that proves that Floyd Mayweather's a better fighter. It's like, well, it proves he's a better boxer because Conor couldn't do any of the stuff that he's good at. But Kelly, let me ask you this, though. I understand your
3: point because of the weather conditions and all that. But wasn't last night just like a dose of reality that the coach of the Patriots is way better than the coach of the Bills? And the coach of the Patriots is way more prepared than the coach of the Bills?
8: Oh, I think what we saw last night 100% is that if we're in a 1-point, 3-point game, the coaching edge will mean that we're going to win that game every single time. But... I don't think we're going to be in a 1.3-point game next time we face the Bills, dude. I think next time we face the Bills, Josh Allen is going to be slashing and ripping this place apart. And I feel like for us to be this excited by us, I mean you, this excited about our dominance <laughs> over the Bills, let's wait till they beat them, I mean, first of all, in the playoffs, but even maybe in a game where you could throw the ball once or twice. So for me, and on that final thought, the Jonas Gray game against the Colts a couple of years ago, I think that was the AFC Championship, that was a dominant running performance. Last night they kept running the ball because they were ahead because Buffalo couldn't do anything. So I didn't think that last night proved much of anything, and, you know, we'll see what happens down the road.
3: All right, Kelly, I appreciate the call. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. Yeah, that Jonas Gray game was the game where Gronk said he had to throw him out of the club. I mean, that was a dominant. And then they did the same thing to him in the AFC title game that year when Andrew Luck was the quarterback, and that actually was the whole deflategate situation. But, I mean, Hell, the Patriots had to beat them with freaking beach balls that game. I mean, the Colts couldn't stop the damn run. That's why they lost the game. But I do feel like from the biggest takeaway that I had from the game last night was just that Bill Belichick proved again that he's way better than anybody else in the sport. And that was the biggest thing. Like, Sean McDermott is supposed to be a really good coach for the Buffalo Bills. I'm not telling you that he's not a good coach, but last night he embarrassed himself, and then he made it worse after the game by some of his comments. He threw Brian Dable onto the bus. You I said want to put that, a
5: guy back there that I trusted, that was going to make good decisions. <laughs>
3: you threw your, your kick returner under the bus. Oh, and by the way, you said let's not give Bill Belichick too much credit. Okay, let's not give him too much credit, but let's look at you. You are a complete buffoon in that game last night. Look at all the bad decisions you made. The challenge, the timeout after second down. You know what? Not factoring in 30-mile-an-hour wins. Wake up. Let's get to Wayne. He's in South Boston. I know he's up. What's up, Wayne? <sighs> What's up, Barrett, brother?
7: Hey, one thing real quick. Hold on. I got a couple of things, but let me get this one out real quick. Sean Mc McD- What is it, McDonough or Sean No, No, Mc- McDonough
3: is the guy that does uh, – right, McDonough works Sean... for ESPN. He does games for us too for the Red Sox. You're talking about Sean McDermott.
7: Yeah. Sean McDermott looks like a hobbit. Plain and simple. He looks like – I saw on
3: Twitter. You know who he looks like is Bill Burr.
7: You know what a hobbit is, Right. Yeah, I know what a hobbit is. That's what he looks like, one of those hobbits. <laughs> All right. Hey, remember He's when I talked to you? He's a very angry man,
3: and he is small.
7: <laughs> remember when I was talking to you last week, and I said that the, the two very important things of this game, it, it turned out that the weather was the most important. But sure. Knox and Diggs were were pretty much shut down. By J.C. almost got that interception, too. Remember when he turned and was right there? He would have, oh, I would have loved to see him take that. Oh, to the yeah, house.
3: that, that would have been a pick six. Yeah, he... He was pretty good on Diggs last night, and Knox kind of just, he was just bad in general. I'm not saying they that any. Shut, yeah, they
7: shut him down. They well, were doubling wait, him. Did you
3: see the full start? I mean, what was he doing? Yeah, I
7: watched the whole game.
3: Yeah, well, I figured you did. I'm just saying, I mean, that was, uh, that was horrible. How do you, in a critical situation like that, third down? I mean, come exactly. on.
7: Exactly. Hey, this is what happened. They imposed the. The. Patriots walked in, and they imposed their will on the Bills. They said, we're going to run the ball all night long, all night. You're not going to stop us all night. You can't stop us, all right. Pretty much that was the song we were singing last night. The Patriots were running the ball all night long down their throat, and it was a beautiful thing to see, especially with that weather. I don't care what anybody says. That weather was woo. Remember when he got the guy for the thing lined up and he kicked the field goal and it looked like – and then it went – Oh, yeah.
3: It was crazy. <laughs> it was like
7: like it was thrown out in the streets.
3: Yeah, it, it was crazy. I mean – And that's why I can't same. believe that McDermott didn't factor the weather into the game. Like he almost ignored See? it.
7: That's his stadium. That's where they train all the time. (laughs) You know who looked the most pretty much was Josh. He looked like a whole different person. When you punch him in the face, and that's what we did last night on our defense, when you punch him in the face, he doesn't respond very well. He seems to curdle up, you know what I mean? He gets all mad. Like, did you see McJourney? All he did all night long was, bitch. (laughs) He's walking up and down like when that ball hit Henry.
3: Yeah, he was. And
7: they up. said at first, oh, this isn't one. You should have seen him. He was right ah, He was yelling and screaming. He, that's what I say. He looks like a hobbit. He's a mad. We're going to call him a mad hobbit for now. <laughs> Me and you, Brian.
3: <laughs> All right, Wayne. Hey, good stuff, oh, man. And one other thing that happened
7: this weekend. Guess what? Guess what? The Patriots won, but guess who lost again? Who? Brian. It says Nick DeCostos, we are going to take the Patriots? We're going to give the Buffalo two running over there. <laughs> he lost again. Wait,
3: did he pick the Bills?
7: Yes. <laughs> right.
3: Yeah, Wait, Wayne, Wayne, good stuff, man. He's referring to Nick Costos, sir. What's his last name? Justin, I have that right? He's the guy that goes on with Merloni and Foray every week, the gambling guy. I'm telling you, you guys never right. He's never right. <laughs> Apparently he picked the Bills, according to Wayne. I trust Wayne on that. The other thing I'd say, too, about McDermott, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, but I know this is like a cliche in sports, but you take on the personality of your leader, right, or your coach, depending on if the leader is like Tom Brady or if it's Bill Belichick, whatever, the leadership. You take on the personality. That's why his team, Sean McDermott's team, is out of control. He's a loose cannon. Let's get to Alex. He's in Connecticut. Alex, what's up, man? Hey, man. How you doing?
4: Good. Sorry, I'm not going to be the same energy as Wayne, but I just want to talk about one thing real quick. Um, No, I know all the analysts and a lot of people are saying, I know everyone and their mother knows now, Mac Jones only threw three passes, and they're kind of writing us off as Super Bowl contenders and if we're really uh, the real deal or not. But prior to this season, I mean, I want to know if the Super Bowl and the Patriots were even in the same vocabulary. I feel like we've already overachieved based on what we are given. I know Mac Jones is supposed to be a development year, and – I, I feel like we're ready, even though we threw three passes. Obviously, everyone knows the weather was the the condition in that, but um, no. And another thing I wanted to bring up too was Mac Jones and uh, the rookie of the year contention. Is it bad that I'm always rooting against Jamar Chase and Najee Harris to kind of have a crappy game? Just so Mac Jones. Gets <laughs> no, that's not bad at all, man. <laughs> I like that. Yeah,
3: Jamar Chase, Alex, hit a huge drop last week. No, I saw that. Yeah, now Mac's going to win it, I believe. Uh, not that yesterday stamped his case or anything, but I believe he's going to win. If you end up, they're going to end up with one of the top seeds in the AFC. Let's hope they get the number one seed, and he's the quarterback. He's going to win it.
4: Right, no, no, I totally agree on that. Like I said, just, a lot of people are uh, saying if we're really the real deal or not, and I feel like that shouldn't even be a question because we've already been a couple teams. Yeah, a couple were injured and stuff, like Tennessee, you know, Cleveland. But like I said, prior to the season, it's supposed to be development year with Mac, and I feel like we've already overachieved from uh, what people already had us at.
3: Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Alex. I appreciate the phone call. His line's open if you want to grab it at 617-779-7937. I do feel like sort of like the Red Sox, though, to Alex's point. Yeah, they've overachieved. I mean, the Patriots are way ahead of schedule. Year one with the rookie quarterback. They have the best record right now in the AFC. They are the top seed in the AFC. Now, of course, they still got more games to play. I understand that. But they're ahead of schedule. But just like the Red Sox, where we didn't have expectations coming into the season, expectations change. So now the expectations change. With his Patriots team because it's almost as if, and I know he didn't throw the ball a whole lot last night, we don't look at Mac as like, oh, he's he's so far behind these other quarterbacks in the AFC. We don't look at Mac that way. We look at Mac as a piece of the puzzle with this team. They're not going to ask him to carry the team. They're not going to ask him to carry the load because... The roster stacked because the roster is loaded. That's not how they want to play. They don't want to be quarterback dependent. So we got to change our expectations for what we think of this team, especially if they get the top seed in the AFC. All right, a lot more to get into. Was Mac not throwing the ball an indictment on him? We'll get into that in just a little bit here on WEI. We're right back to it. This is
0: Brian Barrett on EEI.
4: Oh, that, that feels good. Um, that feels really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, what a memorable game that will be for me in my career, I think. Um, you know, you think of last year and the missing out on these environments, and there's just something different with the fans and in the, in the, in the, you know, getting to play in these type of games and these type of environments. Um, just grateful for that. Grateful that we're back to playing, you know, football in front of people. So, um, on an environment like Monday night, so...
3: All right, that was David Andrews after the game last night. Did you see the picture of David Andrews before the game? He's out there for warm-ups, up, warm rather, in a cutoff shirt and shorts. It's like crazy winds, 30-mile-an-hour winds. It's freezing out there last night at Buffalo. David Andrews out there in shorts and a cutoff shirt. It's one thing. It kind of reminds me, in a sense, of the man in the arena, not to this degree, but not to say both teams are at this level. But – Teddy Bruschi's talking about the Colts where they were all white uniforms and they have the pretty offense, but we knew they couldn't beat us. The Patriots were the tough team in the early 2000s, that first decade. This is what it felt like last night. The Patriots' offensive line is better than the Bills' defensive line. The Patriots' defensive line is better than the Bills' offensive line. They just beat the hell out of them. They beat the crap out of them. I know it's only a 14-10 to 10 game, but from a physicality standpoint, there was no match last night. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven the number. Is this division now the Patriots again? And was it an indictment that on Mac that he only threw the ball three times? Let's get to Scott. He is in Weymouth. Scott, what's up, man?
2: Brian, what's up, my friend?
3: I'm doing what's well. Up? I'm doing well. How about yourself?
2: All right. Best time of the year, my man. Between here and Christmas, New Year's. It's all good. I love it. I'm just waiting for the first blizzard, but put that aside. All right. My two takes, Brian, from the game. No one's mentioned this. Okay. The two-point conversion the Patriots did decided the whole game. Think about it. The whole game. Because then Buffalo was forced to not kick a field goal at the end. That was huge, what they did. The Patriots' first touchdown, they went for two, and they got it. Up 8 nothing. That defined the game. Second take, this coaching is unbelievable. I will go so far. I'm a hockey fan first, uh, but I will say this. I think this coaching on this Patriots team with uh, head coach Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, and his son, I believe Steve, on defensive coordinator. Yep, Steve. Yes. Yeah, there's not better coaching in any sport, in any league around the world. For them to take, well, I call this, I coined this phrase. I call Matt Stone a high school quarterback. It's kind of fun. You know, for them to take this kid and bring him to the top of the AFC, to so the top of the NFL, we'll see where it goes. It just shows me and proves my point that the 20 years we had of success, you know, you're a Brady guy, you're a Belichick guy. I'm a Belichick guy. Um, and uh, Belichap is a genius, and I'll close with this, and Brian, thank you for the time, is this. If there is a Super Bowl this year uh, between New England or Tampa, New England is more likely to make it there than Tampa. Whoa!
3: All right, Scott. Good stuff, man. I appreciate the phone call. His line's open at 617-779-7937. I know I wrote him there, but if you really think about it, the— path for the Patriots is easier. Tampa Bay, now the Patriots obviously are in control of that number one seed right now. Now they still have to play Indy. They still have to play Buffalo again. And Miami, of course, is playing a lot better. So you still get those teams on the schedule. But if you look at Tampa Bay, last year they went three games on the road. They don't really play in front of fans. I know there was some at Lambeau, but it wasn't a packed Lambeau stadium. Brady's even said that. He had to adjust to getting the crowd back. It was so easy for him last year. He mentioned that when he was on the Manning cast. The other thing is, in all likelihood, Tampa's not going to end up with the number one seat. So, right now, Arizona's in the driver's seat there. Not that the Bucs couldn't go to Tampa and win. But also, you got to factor in Green Bay into the discussion as well. Where do they rank, or where do they end up in the NFC hierarchy? Because it's going to be a totally different game if you have to go to Green Bay this year. So, in terms of the setup, yeah, I understand. Now, Tampa's the more talented team, but if you're talking about just the actual setup of the situation— I would agree when it comes to that in terms of the seating and whatnot. What was the other thing you mentioned? Or the Bill Tom thing? Yeah, I mean we can have that discussion for years. I will say that obviously Bill molded Tom. There's no way around that. And Tom in the first Super Bowl against the Rams was not Tom Brady yet. I mean that's certainly Tom wasn't the main piece for that team to win the Super Bowl. Like that's obviously there. And then in terms of this is the greatest coaching in sports right now, I'd be mean, tough to argue to the contrary. There's not like an unbelievable NBA coach right now, right? I mean, there's great coaches, but it's not like Greg Popovich is still doing it with the Spurs anymore. Kurz obviously have a renaissance year now that Curry's completely healthy, and Draymond Green's back to being Draymond Green. But it's not really a close comparison in the NBA. There's not really a comparison in Major League Baseball. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Belichick's the best coach in the NFL. He's the best coach. I guess you can go to the collegiate level, with Saban at Alabama, although that's a little bit different because he gets to pick all his players. Let's get to in terms of he can just out-recruit you, right? He can get every player he wants. Let's get to Jackson and Atlantic City. What's up, Jackson?
4: How you doing? Good, man. I'm doing good. How about the Patriots? Looking pretty good, huh? No doubt. Yeah, so I'm from, uh, like, South Jersey, and I'm a huge Eagles fan. But, man, I'm moving up to Boston. And I'm— down trying to get into the Patriots' spirit, and you know the past few games have been pretty hot for them. I know even even their early losses, they, they their, all their losses are relatively close.
3: Okay, Jackson. So I got to ask you this: so right now, you're an Eagles fan. Did you grow up an Eagles I, fan? Always. So you're ready to just ditch him for the Pats?
4: No, I want to be both. You know, the two two different conferences. Oh. So you okay. know, you so- got to have some respect for
3: both sides. So you got like an look, NFC team Patriots, and an AFC team, but isn't there kind of some bad blood? Wouldn't you say? I mean, they played in two Super Bowls against each other, and and the
4: Patriots did cheat again. I got to say, the Patriots—I oh. think the Patriots cheated with Spygate. I mean, that's what I got to say.
3: Oh come on, man! We're talking about Spygate now.
6: I—I'm right, just—I'm just telling you. I'm shooting you straight, but I'm—I'm I'm, I'm giving some Patriots some respect here. They're hot. I mean, <laughs> right look—they took—they took some of
4: those players. Took Aguilar. They took Mills. I mean, hell, you might—you might even take Doug Peterson next. Well, <laughs> you
3: can. Well, P- Peterson, they can keep wherever he is right now. You want Aguilar back, you can take him. Stop, I mean, no, you keep him. I mean, <laughs> have you seen the video? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that is a great video, the one where the, the guy's saying, like, it's <laughs> not like Aguilar when he he wouldn't drop anything or something.
4: What was that know, in like reference when-
3: to? It was like he caught somebody coming out of a building or something?
4: Yeah, there was a fire, and they're tossing babies down, he was catching them, unlike Aguilar.
3: Hey, Belichick's. Doing so well this year. He's gonna get an Eagles fan as a fan of the Patriots. All right, six one seven, seven seven nine, seven ninety-three seven is the number. So on the table all night. Is this now the Patriots division again? Are they the front runners to win the AFC? I know technically they're the number one seed, but do you think they're the best team in the AFC? And I'll get into this in greater detail in just a second here. Was it an indictment on Mac that he only threw three times? We'll do that next year on WEI.
0: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.